as good. Children's moment is not my specialty. Keep me with teenagers. But as Amy mentioned, and as the theme for today, we're going to be talking about hope today. And we're going to be talking about it from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. If you have a Bible on you, I'll give you a second to get there. But there's a separate end of hope that Paul's going to talk about here. Our author, Paul, says there's a process to getting to hope. And we're going to look at that this morning. So, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Father God, hope can be hard. Amen. So as we're jumping into this scripture this morning, we see that Paul is starting off with this, like, therefore we are justified through faith. And he has argued for about two chapters here that we are justified to God through faith alone. And he would argue that it's been that way since the time of Abraham. So he's just trying to close this up, and he says, because of this, because we are justified to God through our faith, We are put into a position that we are at peace with God. And peace is so very important because that peace is going to shape how we as Christ followers live our lives, how we react to things, how we respond to things. Because peace is different. When we go through life knowing peace not as this abstract concept, but we go through life knowing peace as God knowing his character and who he is and the peace that he provides, which is a peace that surpasses all understanding, we come to a little bit different reactions. And our faith grants us this access to God that we might have this peace. And I think that's something that we could all use a little bit of these days. We could all use a little bit of peace. The world's crazy enough as it is. And that peace is in knowing that through it all, God is good. At the end of the day, No matter what, he doesn't change. No matter the circumstances of our life, God is still in charge. He is still good. Evil doesn't get the final say in any way, shape, or form, for God has reserved that for himself. And God is loving, kind, and just. Those are the things that create peace for God's people. And as we embrace it, that should reflect in our life. We should be able to walk untroubled, walk in this peace. And so it's through these two things, through justification and through this peace, that we are able to stand before God. And that might be something that every now and then we downplay a little bit. Like, we might forget just how wonderful that is. Like, y'all, we get the opportunity to stand before the creator of the universe who made everything, and he loves us, 
and we get to stand before him and we're at peace with him, we can talk with him and have a relationship with him, that right there is just crazy. It blows my mind. Yet sometimes I know for myself I can take it for granted. Something that's normal can just become just that. It's normal. I always got this access. But I pray that I never become losing of that awe and wonder. Paul goes on to remind us that we can boast in God. In good times and in bad, we can boast in God. Celebrate it. Be loud about it. Because God is our hope. But you see, hope is a a funny thing, as we talked about with the children. Some people have different ideas of hope. Sometimes it's, it's based off of chance. And honestly, growing up, Christian, I never realized that there were other ideas of hope. I had hope, and I'm like, oh, hope in God, that makes sense. Boom, 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 we're good to go. But a few years ago, I encountered a different kind of hope. And a few years ago, I had been reading this book, and it had said, hey, you should ask people what they think the biggest problem on earth is. Take a second think about that. What, what would you say is the biggest problem on earth? I'm not going to ask you to share it right now, but maybe share that on your drive home, talk about it in a small group. Tons of fun conversations will come out of this. You'll learn a lot about a person knowing what they think the worst thing of all time is. And so I did, as any person that wants to ask a lot of people at once does, I posted it to social media and I said, hey, what do you think the worst problem in the world is? A little bit impersonal, but you still get comments, you get the responses. And I came back in the afternoon and I checked the the post and there was a lot of good feedback. As I'm going through the list, there was a bunch of things that I could see. I'm like, that makes sense. Sex trafficking, child soldiers, drug abuse, domestic abuse, gang violence, those things were on the list and it goes on and on and on. And it was many of those things that I could be like, yes, that is indeed a horrible thing. And you could tell the passions of a person by what they said was the absolute worst. But yet there was one response that kind of blew me away. It was the biggest issue in the world is that people have hope. And I was taken aback. I'm like, what the heck? What do you mean it's a problem that people have hope? And especially as Christians, like we have hope in God. We place our trust in God as something secure, something big and grand, powerful and mighty. We have hope in something grand. And so naturally, I had to talk with this person. I had to sit down with them and be like, all right, why? Why is that the biggest issue in the world? And he handed me this book and basically said, look, this explains everything. That's why hope is stupid. And honestly, I'm a sucker for books. If you give me a book and say, hey, this will help you understand me a little bit better, I will probably read it as quickly as I can just to try to get to know you a little bit better. And this book was a little bit of a struggle for me as I was going through it. I would tell you the title, but the title is not church appropriate. And as I was going through it, I'm like, this guy's whole idea of hope is based on chance. It is the hope of spontaneous promotion. Hope that your sports team wins the game tonight. It was hope in these very shallow things, and that was what he had associated with hope, was this level of, yeah, random things happen, and we want our income to, or our outcome to come out. 
That's, that's what hope is. That's all hope is. And I was like, okay, if that is what you look at as hope, you are missing the full picture. Because hope is so much more than that. And he even wrote, like, in religion, I think hope takes on a different meaning. But I don't get it. And I assure you, our hope takes on a different meaning because our hope is not in something light, frivolous, weak, or of man. No, our hope is in God. We have so many promises from God. We know time and time again we have seen God act throughout scriptures and in our lives. We know that God is alive and breathing in our world today. And that is what we can put our hope in. That's something strong, something firm, a solid foundation that will not come back void. Like, just alone that he placed his son on this earth and died for us. That's something to put hope in. Not this, oh yeah, I hope my team wins. And yet Paul goes on to say in the scripture that hope doesn't just come out of nowhere. And as I read it, I'm like, man, hope kind of starts in a really awful place. Suffering. I don't know about you, but when he said, I glory in my sufferings, I have never once been like, yes, I'm suffering, this is great. No, most of the times it's, this is awful, I want out of this. And so I kind of investigated that word suffering, because I I associate suffering, I think, agony. I think pain, something awful happening. And the definition there is a little different. It's pressure pushing against. And I think that's something a little more relatable because we're not always suffering in that agony sense, but I think we can usually relate to something pressing against us, working against us, making things harder than they need to be. It's not necessarily agony, though it could become that with enough pressure. But that pressure, that suffering is where hope begins. And as we navigate this world, it's very easy to see where there is pressure against us. We don't even have to get spiritual to say, like, hey, there's active pressure just within relationships, within people, within trying to get promotion, whatever, big decisions. There is pressure all around us. Could just be the world. Sometimes we just got to turn on the news and, man... There's a pressure on our hearts at what we see. Yet withstanding this pressure produces perseverance. The ability to withstand that pressure, to stand up against it and not let it beat you down. The ability to call upon God when you are going through these things and know that he's going to carry you through it. He's going to equip you through it. He's going to walk you through it. Although sometimes for myself it's less walking and more being dragged kicking and screaming. And this perseverance produces character. Through the challenges of the world, we grow to be able to sustain the challenge, to work through it, and that builds up. It continues to grow us as we work through things. Eventually, our character gets to the point that we can withstand the average pressure without too much against us. We can walk confidently and not worry about those things pressing against us. 
And it's then through that character that we have grown into and developed hope. Now, this hope is different. This hope had a beginning. And yes, it, it starts in an awful place. It suffers and develops through a process into hope. And that's something that the scriptures challenge us with. That there is a process of suffering and perseverance. But that hope builds in us. And inevitably, when trials come, because I promise you at some point or another they will, we are faced with a decision on whether we lean on Christ in the church or if we go and find someplace else to lean on. But the reality is we need people to stand together with us. We're not meant to go through this alone. We're not meant to face every pressure by ourselves. And when we suffer, it's not good for us to go through it alone. And Christ has made it so we can bring these things to God when we are suffering, when we are hurting. And sometimes we just need to give out an honest prayer of, God, I don't know what's going on. God, help. Those prayers are perfectly fine and acceptable because we are at peace with God. And he understands our troubles, and we can bring those troubles to him. That's far big enough to understand our pain when we bring it to him. And it's okay to be honest. If we're hurting, God knows that we're hurting, and telling God that you're hurting is not going to push him away. That's not going to happen. And God also gave us community to go through these things. We have our relationship with Christ, but also those around us, the church. That's us. And as Christians, we are called to be kind to those that are suffering, to bring them comfort, to let them know that they are cared for and loved. And as a community, we are called to be Christ's hand and feet as we minister to those around us. And it's through these two things, through our relationship with Christ and the community around us, that we position ourselves in a place that we can grow our hope it's something that we need. Kind of like taking care of a plant. You've got to make sure it's all healthy. You've got to make sure it's getting the sunlight, the water. We need that just as much. We need a community. Because it will remind us that our hope is different from that of the world. We don't place hope in something little, weak, whimsy. But we place our hope in God, the creator of everything, the one who loves us and has made promises for us. He knows every hair on our head. That is what our hope is in. That is not something small. That hope is deeper and stronger than anything the world could create. Because we see time and time again through the world, though the world may be tough, our God is tougher. As I will often tell our students, God has promised us a good life. But it won't necessarily be an easy one. Because at times we will face pressure might be from the world, from friends, from school. But we're going to face pressure, and we might even suffer and slip into that agony a little bit. Yet as we come to know God better and deepen our relationship with him, our hope will continue to grow. And our hope's going to provide us a way to continue on, to keep on moving forward. And the final things that this text reminds us is that there's... The idea of this hope does not put us 
to shame. There is no shame in having hope. There's nothing bad about it. In fact, it's a great and glorious thing. God has given us his love through the Holy Spirit directly to our hearts. The Holy Spirit who dwells in every believer. The comforter for the hurt. It's through this relationship with God that we can have hope. That goodness of God goes far beyond anything we could ever imagine. In a way, I think what Paul is getting at here is that having hope is to try to see things in an eternal perspective. Understanding that the things of this world are going to be bad at times. They're going to be good at times too, but the bad's in there too. And waves of good and bad will happen. But if we can lock our eyes onto eternity and know that God is good, God wins at the end. He gets the final word of it all. We can be reminded and comforted and have this hope that God is in control at the end of the day. That he will work all things for his good. Even if we don't see it at the time, it can be painful. But church, the challenge for us today is to try to live in that eternal perspective. To try to see things just as best as we can, trying to see them. How does God see this? Trying to understand that, hey, there is, there is something at work here, and I don't know what it is. But somehow God's going to take my suffering, and he's going to turn it into hope. It might be hard. It might be painful. And those that are suffering around us, or when we are suffering, we need to make sure that we honor that. That's okay, it's part of life. It's going to happen. But that's why we need our community around us and our relationship with God. But when some of us are feeling less hopeful than others, we can share our hope with one another. And sometimes sharing hope is with words, sometimes sharing hope is just with a hug. But let us be ready to share that hope. The hope that Christ gives us. That hope that does not disappoint us because that hope is infinitely bigger than we could ever imagine. Church, would you pray with me?